podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. I wonder whether you've ever been asked to do something that you thought might have a very different outcome to what actually happened. We're going to be in 1 Kings chapter 17 today, where God asks his man, who is Elijah, known as a prophet, as God speaks to him with instruction and guidance for Israel. And it's his job then, Elijah's job, to pass that message on. So here today in the scripture that we're going to look at, Elijah is asked to do something that maybe has a little bit of a different outcome than he was perhaps anticipating. Israel are not in a very good position at all. They've taken their eyes off of the one true God, off of Yahweh. And they've begun over a period of time to worship Baal, who is no God at all. And this is a statewide thing. There's a new king in place, a king called Ahab, and he has no consideration for anything or anybody but himself. And bad leadership, poor decision making have placed them in a very precarious position. We know as we look at scripture, God loves his people, but he cannot tolerate sin. He loves his people, but he cannot tolerate sin. And this new king, Ahab, who is worse than all of the others historically, he has decided that he is running after this God called Baal, this small g God called Baal, this God who is no God at all. So Yahweh, the one true God, raises up a man by the name of Elijah to begin the demise of Baal and its followers. It begins, as we're going to have a look in 1 Kings chapter 17, with a drought. No rain or dew until God says it can rain. He's tasked Elijah with delivering this message. So we're going to have a look at verse uh, chapter 17, verse 1 through 6. I'm going to read it from my NIV Bible. If you've got your Bible with you, you can follow along. If not, it will be on screen. Now, Elijah, the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years, except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, leave here, turn eastward and hide in the Kerith ravine east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook and I have instructed the ravens to supply you with food there. Yes, you heard that right. I've instructed the ravens to supply you with food there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kerith ravine east of the Jordan and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. And we pray as always that the Lord would bless the reading of his word together today. Now, Elijah here, in the very first instance, as we get to see Elijah and we get to see this dialogue happen with the king called Ahab, 
He nails his colours to the mast immediately. We see in verse 1, it says, Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe and Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. Now that is a bold start, isn't it? He has said who he is and he said who he serves. I am Elijah, this is where I'm from, and the God of Israel, who I serve, says this. <clears throat> There's no grey area at all with what Elijah has said. He has made it absolutely abundantly clear. Now, I'm not sure what Elijah was expecting from this meeting with the king called Ahab. Maybe he thought God would just turn the king's heart quickly. The king's heart would soften and something would change inside of him rapidly. He'd realise the error of his ways, the error of Israel's ways, and he'd turn immediately. Perhaps he was expecting maybe even a seat at the king's table. OK, here's uh, Elijah, who God has clearly spoken to. So let's get him at the table because he is attentive to what God's saying and we need to change our ways there are a myriad of different outcomes that perhaps could have happened here for Elijah as he gave Ahab the news. But something very different seems to occur. You know, perhaps for us, as, um, as, as children of God, sometimes we're asked to do things, that God prompts us to do things, that we think are going to have a very different outcome. You know, one of the, the things that we're asked to do is to go out into all the world and preach the gospel, to share with people the good news about Jesus Christ. Sometimes that is just the way that we live, or sometimes we have the opportunity to actually go into dialogue with people, to share the gospel. And I, I'm a, um, a, a glass half full kind of guy. I'm always expecting that, that the most incredible thing is going to happen. But sometimes, just sometimes, that doesn't happen at all. In fact, the complete opposite happens. Sometimes we're asked to share the gospel with people and God makes a way for us to do that. And we get a reaction completely opposite to what we were expecting. That we expect that people will hear and see and understand as we have done. And as God has changed our lives, we've, our hearts and our eyes have been opened. That we've seen that we are loved beyond measure. That Jesus Christ came for you and for me. He died in our place for my sin, for your sin. But not everybody sees that, certainly not in the immediate. And Elijah here delivers some news to the king and maybe thought he was going to get a different outcome. And perhaps we've had the opportunity to share with friends or, or family, colleagues, those loved ones closest to us even, where we've had the opportunity to share the gospel. And the reaction has been far from what we expected. In fact, it's been met almost with hostility. When God asks us to step, to be bold, when God asks us to share the gospel, then what we have to do is do just that. The outcome isn't always what we expect it to be. But we know, as God has prompted us, that it's God's plan. That it's God's plan to do these things. God has recorded it in his word for us to share the gospel, to share the good news about Jesus Christ. 
So what we have to do is really simple, but it's very difficult to put in action. You see, we have to simply trust the process. We have to trust the process. And that's the title for today. We have to trust God, trust that he is in control, that who asked us to step knows the outcome, even though we don't. And we sometimes just have that initial picture in view and God may have a far bigger and better plan than we had. You know, we think we share the gospel with that one person. They accept Christ as saviour. Fantastic. That's our desire. But of course, God's plan is always bigger and better than ours. And sometimes that initial rejection that we think, wow, well, that didn't quite go how I expected. Years down the line, beyond our knowledge or understanding, God could well be working in that person's life to bring about uh, an opportunity for more than just that one person to receive Christ as their saviour. We just have to trust the process, church. And you know, Elijah here in this account, well, he does just that. He trusts the process. And we see in verse two through six, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah after he's just shared with the king of, of, of Israel, Ahab, this is what's going to happen. Then the word of the Lord comes to Elijah and says, listen, verse three, leave here. Oh, turn eastward and hide in the Carith Ravine, east of the Jordan, you will drink from the brook. And I've instructed the ravens to supply you with food there. This is not what I was expecting. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Carith Ravine, east of the Jordan and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. He had simply an instruction to share what God had put on his heart. He shared it and then God said to him, now hide. That's not what we expect, is it? I don't know about you, but when I read this, I'm almost like, well, what are you going to hide for? You know, God's in control of this. But of course, you've got to think about it, that from Ahab's point of view now, well, all he needs to do is get Elijah to speak, doesn't he? Because Elijah says, um, as the Lord, the God of Israel, verse one, um, lives whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years. Listen, except at my word. So you can imagine immediately what then would have gone through this evil king's head. Well, I'll just make you talk. And of course, Elijah is put in a very precarious position and he's got to go to a place where he is going to hide. He's going to escape capture and avoid capture. It's not the outcome, I guess, that he would have anticipated or hoped for. Maybe these things sort of played through his mind. But you always think, well, things aren't going to go just like that. But nevertheless, even though it didn't go, I would imagine, to Elijah's plan or outcome in his head, God was and is in control. You know, God provided Elijah with fresh water and with fresh food delivered by the original Uber Eats, delivered by ravens. Isn't that amazing that God says, says um, I have instructed in verse three, I have instructed the ravens to supply you with food there. This is the God who put the stars into space. Sometimes we forget that, don't we? He created you and me in our innermost being. He knit us together in our mother's womb, as the psalmist tells us. Listen, God is in control. 
He made the raven. Can he not command the raven to bring us food? Absolutely, he can. You know, sometimes we just read over these things as though they're just, well, they're there. No, this is what God did for his man, Elijah. Even when Elijah probably thought, what have I just done? God, what have you made me do? God said, don't worry, Elijah. I've got this under control. Just trust the process. It all seems a little bit out there, but Elijah has faith. And God is in control. And also then his obedience, Elijah's obedience to step into God's plan. And these two things, as we've talked about so often at Hope Church, that faith and obedience, they go hand in hand. That we understand that God is in control. I have faith to know that God knows the process. I just have to trust the process, which means then that in my faith, I'm able to step in obedience even though the next step doesn't look like it can possibly be the right thing to do. God knows better. God is in control. So we have to trust the process. They're not always easy to put together, faith and obedience. In fact, we kick and scream at times. You, you may be different, but I'm just telling you my experience that sometimes that I want to kick and scream and not trust. But I have to, in faith and obedience, trust the process. Elijah does as God says. He does it without hesitation. Listen, it says in verse five, so he did what the Lord told him. No hesitation. He goes to the place where God tells him to go. And just as God has said, the brook is there for water and the ravens in the morning and in the evening bring him bread and meat. Isn't that incredible that God said, this is what's going to happen. Elijah had the faith to trust and he had the obedience to step. And God did exactly as he said he would do. That is an incredible rescue plan for Elijah. And now we are also in the process of the rescue plan for his children, Israel, that they have wandered off into sin. And God has a rescue plan for them to bring them back from darkness and into light. You know, the word tells us many years later that God delivered his rescue plan for all of humanity. As the word of the Lord came to Elijah, so God sent the word in the Lord Jesus Christ for you and for me. So that you and I would be able to put our faith and our trust in our Saviour who has provided what we need in order for us to come back into a relationship with God that sin had so uh, destroyed 1 John, uh, John, sorry, chapter 1 and verse 14 simply says this. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. This is talking about Jesus Christ. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh. 
the rescue plan that we see here for Elijah, that Elijah trusted the process and God was going to rescue his, his people, the children of Israel. So God has sent the word for you and for me that we have a rescue plan and we are able to come back into a relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ as the word became flesh. And the Bible tells us so clearly that God always delivers. God always delivers. And John 3.16 and verse 17, which I reference so often because they're so important for us to grasp and to understand, says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Listen, verse 17. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God has a rescue plan for you. Here we've seen it today that he had a rescue plan for Elijah and there was a process of a rescue plan for his children Israel. And you and I today have the opportunity at that rescue plan that God has put into place for us. That as we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ who was sent in our place, that he was nailed to a cross that he dealt with my sin and my shame, your sin and your shame on that cross. And after three days, the word tells us that he rose again. He defeated sin. He defeated death. And we have the opportunity to come back into a relationship with a God who loves us. Church, as we've accepted Christ as saviour, we have to trust the process. God is in control. He is able and he always, but always delivers. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just again want to thank you for your word. We thank you as we see Elijah, as he was uh, had faith and obedience to step into all that you got for him to do. Father, we thank you that you love us, that you had a rescue plan for each of us, that you sent your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. The word became flesh so that we might have the opportunity at life and I just pray, Lord, that your word might settle on hearts, that lives might be changed, that your Holy Spirit might move and that people might see and, uh, the, the, and realise their need of the Lord Jesus Christ in their life. We just thank you so much, Father, for your goodness, your grace and your mercy. And I just pray, Lord, that you will continue to strengthen us as your church, that we might in faith and obedience trust the process. Bless us now, we pray, as we continue our worship. Rest these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.